Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? <laughs> girl, when I tell you, okay, first of all, I took outside for granted because I miss my nail lady. I miss my hair lady. I'm looking a mess. When I tell you my hair all over my head, my nails are crazy. I'm just trying to survive this quarantine life. <laughs> all I'm trying to do. What about you? Girl, let me tell you, I'm struggling. I had to take my nails off my, I'm sorry, I was about to about to take my toes off. I took my nails off, <laughs> my gel polish off. I took my braids out and I'm looking like Miss Silly over here. My skin is not acting right. I was like, you know what, Jesus, you really <laughs> just made me real basic. And that's okay. But girl, I've been really struggling over here. I was like, man, I took for granted. Because you know, Eric, if I don't have nothing else done, the one thing that I'm always going to keep done is my hair. Yeah. Period. Off yes. top. And the fact that I can't go see my weave lady or my braid girl, <laughs> I called my mom up like, look, I'm sliding through East Texas. So I'll, I'm going to bring the, I'm bringing some hair. She's talking about for what? Don't play me. Do not play me. You know you're finna do my hair. You finna pull them skills out. Because my mom can do hair. I did not get that gene. I can't braid. I can't crochet. I can't straighten. I can't do nothing. I can't. Now I can put a track back in. Um, but I can't do nothing. My mama got that gene. I did not. But I said, mama, don't play me. This is not Girl, a game. I'm so tired of looking like the day before yesterday. Like the other day, I just put on some makeup and did my hair for no re- absolutely no reason. Just took some pictures and that was it. Like, I was like, I'm tired Girl, of looking at myself like this. Like, what Girl, the- I done had whole photo shoots in my apartment with my selfie light. So I can't <laughs> talk about you. Like, he was like, he was like, how are you taking these pictures? Girl, um, I done got my selfie light and got on this wall. <laughs> so what else have you been doing with your quarantine time? I've been, so I've been watching some different things on Netflix. So, um, I try, so I tried to watch Tiger King. I couldn't get into it. Um, I gave it five minutes. <laughs> what? Um, it was so, it was so crazy. Like, it was like a bad car wreck that you can't stop looking at. <laughs> but you know, I'm not really into animals like that. So maybe that's why, but they came out talking crazy in that first five minutes. I said, uh-uh, eh, 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 it's not for yeah. me. Um, I watched, you know what I just recently tried to watch? And I don't really know how I feel about it. I just recently tried to watch Black as Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it yet, so yeah. I'm gonna try to keep watching it. But I've actually been watching like a lot of documentaries, a lot of cartoons. Um, one of my favorite shows is Mass Singer. If you watch, I'm convinced that that little frog thing is Bow Wow. I don't know I'm, who nobody I'm else. Crying. Is. <laughs> I'm crying. That frog is Bow Wow. I put money on it. What else have I been watching? And you know me, I love watching chick flicks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that I've been, um, I've actually been like creative on and off. So writing, um, they've been offering like so many free courses. Girl, I'm about to get a whole certificate in social media uh, management. Um, <laughs> keep me up. But yeah, and girl, just calling people, having FaceTime dates with my friends. Um. Yeah, I ain't been doing that. And looking outside, like, when everybody be looking, I'm like, where are y'all going? This is why the world can't open back up, because y'all outside. Girl, I ain't never seen so many people riding their bikes ever in my life. Um, I'm like, what you Like, you about? have a bike? 
I know. When did you get a bike? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I rode my bike one day. Um, you had a bike? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen this bike. Who did you get this bike? In? Did you just go buy this? No, it's at my mama's house. <laughs> oh, I was saying you brought the bike back. Like it's pink sorry. and black. It's real cute. It's pink and black. Um, I'm crying. But I had to have my brother put some air in the tire because <laughs> you ain't rode that bike in years. <laughs> But besides that one time I rode my bike, I've been watching shows too. I've I've tried to watch Black as Fuck. I don't really uh I gotta get more into it. I've only watched like two episodes. Um I've really I binge watched Snowfall on Hulu for anybody that um is into like kinda gangsta movie. I mean it's not really a gangster movie, but it's about like in the eighties and how these drug yeah. dealers have, you know, it's just really good. And then I just started Little Fires Everywhere with Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon. That's on Hulu, too. That's yeah. really good. Um. Oh, and there's this show on Netflix called Too Hot to Handle. Have you seen that? No. What's, oh, oh, my gosh. I, you know what? I was going to click on it before... Um, before I talk to you, but it's like a dating show because you know I love dating shows. Uh, yeah, don't click on it. Um, <laughs> well, click on it, but tell me what you think. Basically, it's about they put these um women and men in a house, and they're all they're all super attractive, like on purpose. So the goal is they have the prize is a hundred thousand dollars, but they start deducting money based on who gets physical with who. So like a certain act of affection is money deducted so for example if two people in the house kiss then three thousand dollars is deducted they already got about six seven eight nine thousand dollars deducted yeah. um i said well dang so it's interesting i haven't finished the series but um it's 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 a new one it's interesting so yeah that's pretty much all i've been doing so Aww. Speaking of the dating and relationships, should we get in our first segment today? Sure, let's go ahead. <laughs> All right, dating and relationships. The topic is going with the flow. Is it a good or bad idea to go with the flow when dating someone? So why or why not? What I have learned recently, and this is just my personal opinion, you guys. I think it's a horrible idea just to go with the flow. Because I just feel like when you just quote go with the flow and you don't have any expectations, like what are you doing? It's just like you're at sea and you're just floating aimlessly with no direction. I think that it can be dangerous to just go with the flow if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I just think you run the risk of wasting your time. And I know some people be like, it's not wasting your time. It's wasting your time, okay? It's <laughs> wasting your time. And that's just. I hate when people say, I've had somebody say that because I was like, I said something like, oh, I just like they wasting my time. Well, actually, shut up. That's not what I said. I said what I said, okay? <laughs> anyway, but that's just, that's just personally like what I think. I don't know. I just, I've just been in situations where we were just kind of going with the flow and it was aimlessly and there was no structure to it. Anybody that knows me knows that I like structure. Um, I got to have structure. I like things to be planned. I like to know. I know that's not how life is. But I need something. I just can't be in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean just floating. Like, you got to give me something. So what I've learned is if the other person doesn't get structure, then I've learned it's okay to bring it up and ask. 
Now, what I've done is, like, I'm not, like, overbearing with it. Because I feel like some people get overbearing and they start giving out ultimatums. That's not really not my style. I'm not like that. But what I will do is I will phrase the question in a way that it puts it on you. Because I just need to know. Because a lot of times when I ask a question, it's not just because I just want to be in a relationship with you. It's because I need to know how to move and know if I can go on this other date while you sit here playing. But that's just me. Yeah, my thing, my first thing is, is like, how long we flowing? Because, like, <laughs> I need to know, like, is there a time limit on how long we just going with the flow? Like, I'm actually struggling with this now, but because I just don't know. Um, But going with the flow to me is a good thing if you've already established what you what guys you are. are doing. Yeah, what you're doing, whether it's just being friends and you're just getting to know each other. If y'all have already discussed what you're doing, then it's fine to go with the flow. But if, you, if you're just talking, oh, he cute, oh, she cute, mm-hmm. let's just talk. And you're just going with the flow and then three months down the line, you're still talking and that's it. Like that's, that's a problem to yeah. me. That's where the bad idea to just go with the flow. So I definitely think there has to be a conversation at one point for y'all to know if you're going, if you're on the same page or like what we doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't know if it, when the right time to do that is like, I don't know if there's like, Oh, let's do it. in you know, after 60 days or something like, I don't yeah. know. But I guess when the time is right or you feel if you feel like he's feeling you or y'all like each other, y'all been kicking it a lot, y'all been talking every day, like then maybe it's okay to bring it up. Yeah. But but I do like your advice about bringing it up in a way that it's on the other person or him. Yeah. Um, because I always said we've always said this shall be like matching a man's energy, right? Like if you are calling me every day, you're taking me out. Well, this is before Listen. we we could go outside. You're taking me out. We're hanging Listen. out every day. Then Listen. I'm gonna be available for you to do that. I don't like when women are like, oh, don't be too available for a man. No, I'm going to be available for the man that's available for me too. Like I'm Listen. going. To- <laughs> Can you I'm, say that one more time for the people in the back? Because I don't think they heard you, Erica. And I don't I don't think they get it. Because when you told me that, friend, I literally wrote it down and I said, bet. That's what we're doing from here on out. So can you just say it one more time for the I, people in the back? I hate it when some women say, don't be too available for a man. No, we are going to be available for the man that is available to me. Like, that's what I we're going to do. I just passed out. Because... <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> because I say that to say, like, if a man is showing you the opposite, if he's showing he ain't really calling, he hitting you up mm, every other day, every other week, he ain't really trying to see you, then you need to, then don't be available for him. That's That makes sense. But yeah. I'm not going to play these reindeer games with somebody that I know he's interested because he's calling me every day. He wants to hang out with me all the time. Then, yes, I'm going to be available. Like, stop with the mind games. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Let the man lead that's what i'm trying to tell myself let the man lead like i'm preaching to myself y'all um yeah let him lead if he wants to so that's why i feel like if he if he's um showing you all of these like good things where you feel like oh well we could actually probably start dating or we could start being in a relationship then be comfortable enough to ask like hey what is it that you're doing with me or not i yeah. mean don't ask it in that way but however you want to ask it that way you won't be stuck in this weird, oh, we're just going with the flow. Now, if you ask and his response is, oh, let's just go with the flow, what you going to do? Shelby? Run. That's why I'm running. I'm not passing go. I'm not collecting the collection plate. I'm not asking no more questions. I'm getting my stuff 
and I'm peacing out and you ain't never going to hear from me again. And that's on period. And if you know me, you know that I mean it. I can actually like you, but I can stop fucking with you on a dime. And I've been working on that because I know that's toxic, but <laughs> I'm being honest. Like for me, just kind of going back to a little story time when I was dating this guy <clears throat> very shortly, um, you know, we was kicking it in different things like that. And I just got to a point where I, I really liked him and I was feeling him and I was just like freaking out one day and I was really emotional one day and I called my best friend and my best friend was like, you're going to have to ask him. I was like, ask him what? <laughs> And she was like, you're going to have to ask him. Like, she was like, everything that you're telling me, you need to tell him. She was like, don't tell him tonight because you're a little emotional. She was like, (laughs) but she was like, you know, when you calm down, you don't ask him. And she was like, be prepared, you know, for what he says. So, you know me. And if you know me, you know, I don't like any type of confrontation. And he's not, he wasn't a confrontational person. He never yelled. He never raised his voice. He was always very calm. He was always very, like, even-mannered. Even when he was mad at me, he would lower his voice which I thought was interesting but so you know me and if you know me Erica you know like I'm really dramatic so I was like hey I need to talk to you (laughs) he was like okay and I was like I need to ask you something just being dramatic as fuck and he was like okay and so basically and I'm not telling y'all to say this I'm just telling you this is what I said and I was just like hey I just want to know, like, what are we, like, in your terms? And I'm just like, don't tell me what you want me to hear, what you think I want to hear. Like, tell me, like, how you actually feel. Because I just feel like, A, if you, I've learned that if a dude tells you what he thinks you want to hear, then he got to be able to back that action up. So Mm -hmm. whatever he tells you, make sure that he backs it up and that it's consistent. Like, for me asking, it gave me peace in knowing, okay. Like, for me, I needed to know, A, what are we doing? Cause you know, usually you're not the only one trying to be the only one if we be honest. Mm-hmm. So I needed to know that. And B, I needed to know if we were on the same page because I'm never looking for perfection, but I'm looking for somebody that's going to choose me every single day. Just like I'm going to choose them. Like I never just, my big, one of my biggest fears is just to be in it with somebody, but I'm the only one that's in it. You know what I mean? And yeah. so for me, like, like I said, like I just, like I, I wasn't like, confrontational I wasn't I didn't give out no ultimatums I was like I wasn't like oh you gotta you know take me by this no it's never that but like I just wanted to make sure for me that we were on the same page because if we're on the same page and we want the same things then we can build everything else you know what I mean we can work on everything else but one of the worst things that you can ever be is is try to work on something with somebody that's not putting in the same effort that you're putting in or that's not matching your energy and I think sometimes even when we ask I think sometimes people don't ask because they're scared of the answer sis don't waste your time ask and then I think sometimes we waste our time because we get the answer we want but the action don't mess up match up and I I don't know who this is for but I need y'all to know that if that action don't match what he said he's useless yeah what I said (laughs) I think it goes back to being intentional because we always talk about like having the intention of actually building something. Like I said, I tweeted this, are we building or are we bullshitting? Like which one we doing? Like, so I think that it goes back to being intentional. That's why we asked the question, because if you really are a person that wants, you know, to be with someone who's intentional or, or has intent of being interested in you and, you know, being with you, then you want to know that. And so I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with uh, going with the flow in the very, very beginning, but not like months and months and months down the line. Oh, like no. at least figure out if you guys are, you know, compatible, you really like each other, you know, spend enough time talking and being mm-hmm. around each other before 
you decide like, oh, well, let me just ask him. And it's only been like two weeks. No, like make no, sure that you actually would can see yourself being with this person, building a relationship with this person. Make sure that's there first before you just like, okay, I don't want to go with the flow. Let's just be together. That's the problem yeah. with people now is that they don't take the time to actually build the connection with the person before they're trying to jump into like, oh, trying to claim somebody. Because I don't want to claim nobody that don't want to claim me. Listen, and that's it there. And that's it. You know, Erica, you was, you know what? I'm going to have to give my pastorship over to you because you was out here preaching to the people today. Girl, I'm just saying. No, but but you're right. And I think another thing that people forget, I think you hit on something that I totally forgot about, is that, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's definitely cool to just go with the flow. Because if we're being honest, I just need to know if I like you, if I can stand to hear you talk. I mean, yeah. if you smack, like, you know, just little annoying things. Like, I just need to know if we can tolerate each other. And I think some people, you know, mess up their quote blessing because they're doing too much too soon. But I do mm-hmm. feel like when I start to like you and feel you, oh, we're going to have to figure this out, pimp. Because when you get emotions involved, like, it makes it so much harder to be patched. And this is one of the things I was talking to you about a while ago is that, like, for me, like, the person that I was talking to and dating, like, you know, we ended, we didn't end up working. But it's been really hard for me to mentally and emotionally detach from him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like I said, make sure, sis, that y'all on the same page. Because it can be hard. Yes. I think we just wrote a whole sermon just in that segment. So, I think we can go home now. <laughs> right. But it's, it's really, really so hard. And I just, it I don't is. know. And I think, and you know what? I think it's just our culture today. Honestly, yes. like our culture has really made it just to go with the flow. But I just don't feel like you have to spend your whole life proving to somebody, a man or a woman, your value. I feel like they should know it within a certain amount of time. Now, what that time is, I don't know. But I'm going to yes. give you a good three months. Yes. You know what? I don't like to put a time limit on stuff. But around three months, what are we doing? Yes. That's what why are I feel we like, doing? I feel, that's why I feel like the time limit needs to be on yourself. Like after three months, if if we do have this conversation and he's like, oh, no, let's just go with the flow. And that's not mm-hmm. what you want. Then you have to make the decision to, you know, chop it up with somebody Damn. else. Yeah. yeah. And so. I, think, I don't know. I just think I just feel like so many women bring are so dope. And it's so crazy. Like recently, I've just been talking to different women because um, I got all this time on my hands. And I've realized, friends. That it don't matter how dope you are. We're all going, I've heard, I've just talked to someone, we all going through the same thing, dealing with the same men, waiting on the same result. And <laughs> I think that's insane. Like that's, mm-hmm. girl, I've heard some stories lately that got me like, man, sis, you yeah. too? Like yep. that's crazy. And it just makes me realize that like, I don't think women should have to, I think sometimes we wait around for men and we know. We know that mm-hmm. ain't it. Oh, we mm-hmm. know they ain't about none. Oh, we know, you know, they got somebody else on the side. Or we know they playing. You know what I mean? And I, But yeah. I think it's so hard for women to walk away because they're like, okay, like, what if this is my last chance? Or what if this is the only person, you know, that's interested to me? And I've seen recently people like, you know, and me included, like, man, how I'm going to meet somebody because, you know, we on quarantine. But, girl, you know, I've been seeing men sliding DMs, like, people saying, like, and on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. People, men have been sliding in DMs doing quarantine dates on FaceTime. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, y'all get inventive. And it just goes to show, friend, like, if it's your time and you're supposed to meet somebody or somebody wants to be with you or somebody wants to date you, that they're going to find a way to talk to you and they're going to find a way to date you and I said that to say we gotta stop making excuses for men that don't want you and I think that's what it comes down 
since you gotta find somebody that mutually like you and that yeah. mutually want you, we can cut a, we can cut out a lot of the background noise and a lot of the toxicity if you just find somebody that like you, like Sierra and Russell Wilson. They liked each other, so they worked and they put in the work. It can exactly. all be so simple, but it's yeah. not. It's really not simple, but I hope that, you know, maybe 2021 will come back with, you know, a whole husband. <laughs> Listen, I was supposed to be booed up on the Girl. beach with somebody saying, I was supposed, no, for, I, I really had, I really had plans for somebody saying. Yes. Um, but it looks like those plans are down the drain. But listen, baby, all these dudes, if y'all listening and you got a homeboy, listen to me. Y'all need to be working on yourself. So when we come out this quarantine, I'm snatching somebody up. I'm snatching somebody up. <laughs> off top. They off the market. I don't know who it's going to be. But somebody's son is getting taken. Listen. <laughs> but I'm not playing the game. Okay? Thanks, I see. Oh, my God. Well, on that note, we just go move on to the journey segment where Shelby and I discuss how our journey with building all things melanin is going. So we want to discuss about dividing and conquering. So how do we plan our workload as a partnership and how has that benefited us so far? I think, and you let me know what you think. I think for us, we divide and conquer by doing things that we enjoy doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think that's the best plan of action. And then on top of that, we evaluate like, okay, is it even? And then we pick up the slack where needed. For instance, one of the things that I really enjoy doing, as Erica knows, is I, I really like writing and I really like interacting on social media and coming up with social media plans. Erica can do all of those things. Is it her favorite thing to do? Probably not. So that's just one of the things that I like to do. Erica is very, like, producer-like. Like, a lot of the times when we have interviews and stuff, Erica writes the questions, she sends them out, she explains to them what we're going to do, how this is going to run, and all that. It's like, I told y'all she's the closer. She shuts it down. And she's really good at doing graphics. Can I do those things that she's, some of those things, and this is not all of our things that we do, but can I do those? Yes. Is it my favorite thing to do? No. So I think in a partnership, it's really important to sit down and talk about all the tasks that need to be done and and this is just me personally like and then you know divide and conquer by you know what you enjoy doing you know who has a skill set and who has the knowledge and then balance as needed I think that makes I think that makes the partnership more enjoyable and I think that you get more out of it because I think that when you're in a partnership everything you do essentially goes on a reel and essentially can go on your resume so I feel like for me make sure that even though you enjoy doing it you know what I mean make sure it's something that you know that you can use to better yourself your skills and that you can still use and that's transferable in different ways right I think that that was a great point um also when we divide and conquer is it helps us it makes it easier for us to do more you know what I yeah. mean like if it was just like there's no way that one person can do everything that we're you and I are doing so uh-huh. I think it's you know with the partnership you're able to do more because there's obviously two people so also I think what helps us when we do decide or divide and conquer is having our creative meetings to where we hash out our ideas and then we literally write down who's taking what who is doing what we have a calendar that Shelby so graciously put together for us that's another thing I'd rather not do but she is great at putting that together so we know what we have coming up who is supposed to write what blogs, who is supposed to get the go-getters interview. Like 
things like that makes it so much easier to kind of flow more streamlined. So we won't always be like, oh, shoot, it's Wednesday. What are we supposed to write? Who's supposed to do it? Like, we already have that planned out. We already have established which partner is supposed to do what. So yeah. that has that's probably like one of the biggest benefits is already having basically things scheduled out to where um, each person already knows what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah. And so the key to that is planning, 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 planning um, the yeah. workload, especially as much as that, as much as we do, we have content going out every day of the week and podcasting and um, uh, articles and newsletters. Like we have a lot going on. So it's it's just helpful when you have it planned out and then you divide it by who's going to do what, assign it to each other. And sometimes, yeah. you know, we get busy, life happens. And sometimes I'll be like, girl, I can't do it today. And then yeah. sometimes, you know, and that's the benefit of a partnership because you can just kind of hold each other's weight when that's needed. Yeah, so I definitely agree. Because if we're being honest, there, there are going to be those times. And I think that's the benefit another benefit of having a partner and how we balance each other out is that the other person can pick up the slack. The other person can do the, the do what we've called, been called to do. And one thing that me and Erica have been really abdomen about doing is, you know, cross training, you know, or we're working towards doing before this pandemic showed up since we can't be in the same room is, you know, just cross training each other on different things. So if the other can't do it, then they can do it. But I know for us, like, I just feel like it makes things smoother for us. It makes things more seamless for us. And then it just, like you said, it doesn't allow things to fall through the cracks because sometimes it really can. Like, before we had our calendar, I, I would take their flag now. What am I doing? What yeah. Am I doing this? And she'd be <laughs> like, girl, too. I didn't have that. Did I have that? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> so, and I think that another way that our partnership works so well is that because, like, when we have an idea, we'll literally just like text each other or we'll just bring it up. And I think the fact that we're always open to what the other has to say and we're always receptive to what the other has to say, that that makes our that, that makes our partnership function like super smoothly as well. And we allow each other to be who we like, who we want to be. We allow the other person to be creative and to bring ideas and to just think outside the box. Like, I think our brand is not I don't think our brand is cookie cookie cutter if that makes sense and Mm -hmm. I think the fact that our partnership like when I think about it from how we started in January no not January in July of 2017 I think that's when it was in July of 2017 like I think about how our partnership and our friendship has evolved and I don't honestly think that a lot of people's friendship or even partnerships has evolved like ours has And I think that that's really a blessing and it just goes to show first and foremost how God ordained it is, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And just how it fits into our purpose because me and Erica don't agree on everything. I don't Mm -hmm. know if people think that, but we don't. (laughs) And we Mm -hmm. don't always see eye to eye, but I think that's the mutual respect that we have for each other. And I think the fact that we're always open and the fact that we're evolving I think that that has allowed us to be successful and I think that will allow us to continually be to continually be successful. Yes. That was a great you called me to close it, but I felt like that was a good closing statement for that. <laughs> Listen. I told you I've been evaluating everything in my life and that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go on to our next segment which is the mentor moment. So, this is where uh, Shelby and I read a listener letter and then we give our advice on it. 
So the letter reads, hi, Erica and Shelby. I recently left a long-term relationship. It was probably the hardest decision I had to make, but I know deep down it was long overdue. I am sad some days, but most days I am good. I took It took me a long time to remove myself from the relationship, but I am terrified of starting over. What advice can you give about being optimistic about the next relationship? Oh, you want me to go or did you want to go first? You can go first. Um, okay. So first and foremost, I just want to say good for you for removing yourself from a situation that was no longer serving you. Because I feel like a lot of people stay in situations just to have somebody, but I'm glad that first and foremost, you recognize your worth and you recognize that that wasn't serving you. So like, I'm so proud of you for that, you know, um, being in a long-term relationship, it's like, it's twofold. It's like it's rewarding because you prove to yourself that, oh, you know, I could be committed to somebody for a long period of time, you know. But then I feel like it can be sad because you're like, okay, like I put all this time in, but it didn't work out. So, you know, what's wrong with me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's twofold, but I feel like at the end of the day, you're never going to experience the love that you want or you deserve until you put yourself back out there. Like I... Me and Erica were having this discussion the other day, and one thing that Erica told me, and she keeps telling me, and she keeps telling me, I think I got it, is that I can't meet who I'm supposed to meet, or I can't fall in love or have my boo or my bae or my husband if I don't put myself out there. And that's one of the scariest things for me to do. But I think that once you take time to heal yourself, and once you take time to just Enjoy being single. Enjoy being by yourself. Enjoy healing what you need to heal mentally, emotionally. You know what I mean? Like, heal. Be single. Deal with, like, whatever, you know, occurred. And then I think when you get to a place that you feel like, you know, you're ready, then I think be open to it. Like, I, you know, with my high school sweetheart, I was with him for three years. And I just knew I was going to marry that man and have all his babies. Now, God was like, no, you're not. Because he made something happen that he made something happen that I had to stop messing. Like I had to, like I had to leave him alone. And it took me years to get over him because he's literally the. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but he's the only guy I've ever loved besides my daddy. Like just really been in love with, and that was really hard for me because he was literally like my best friend. We did everything together. We talked. Like that was like my ride or die. But we just got to the point where we weren't on the same page, and he wasn't who he was portraying to be. So it was like, Shelby, Shelby, either you're going to keep putting up with it or you're going to leave him alone. Like it even got to the point where when I went to college, he moved to Dallas. Like he moved to Dallas with his sister to be closer to me, but then he acted up. But that's a different story for a different podcast. But (laughs) I said that to say like, it was really hard to leave him alone. And I made up in my mind like, okay, Shelby, you're going to leave him alone. So then I started dating other people and then those didn't work out, you know? And so I was like, man, God, like, what am I going to do? So I took some time to myself. I took a couple years to myself. I'm not saying take years, but this is just what I did. And I figured out, you know, what I wanted in a person. And I just feel like when God was ready for me to date, he started, men started presenting themselves to me, wanting to date me and wanting to talk to me. And I think for me that you have, in order, my advice for getting back out there is that you have to be open and willing and receptive to dating 
Because if you're not open and willing and receptive, then that's not fair to that other person that's been game at you. Because I feel like sometimes people forget men got feelings too. And they do have feelings. And I never, ever think it's okay to, like, play men or, like, try to date somebody or talk to somebody. And you're not mentally and emotionally available. Because I feel like people forget that you have to be mentally and emotionally available to date. So I feel like when you feel like you're in a good place, just put your toe in the water. You know what I mean? Like, have conversations with men or just go out and mingle with men and different things like that. And just go off your vibe and what you think, you know, is best. I think that's all I got. I think that's great advice. And and also, um, she says she's recently left a long-term relationship. So, first of all, we don't need to be thinking about the next relationship. (laughs) We need to be thinking about just take your time to yourself. Like Mm -hmm. Shelby said, it's important to take time just for yourself to actually heal. Because I've been through this before, dealing, being in a relationship for over, for six years, that's a long time to, um, from my mid twenties to, I got into my thirties. And so I didn't really know anybody else and didn't know what to do. Um, and it took so much healing to where it was almost like a grieving process. Like, have you ever heard of like the seven stages of grieving? It really is like that because it's, it's like a death to a relationship. And so, especially when it was a relationship that I wasn't ready to let go of. So that even made it more hard for me to um, uh, let it go. But it was another thing that had been long overdue. So I think my advice would be is once you actually heal, that how you know that you've healed is when, number one, you've like accepted what has happened between you and that relationship. But also, if you have been hurt within the relationship, um, how you know you've healed is when you realize that the person that hurt you cannot heal you. And so for so long, I personally thought that the person, you know, you owe me, this is what you've done to me. Like you owe me this. Like when you realize that that person can never pay you back for the hurt and pain that they caused you, you're able to kind of like heal and move forward. Once you realize I can't even get none back from him. So why am I holding on to the fact that of what he did, what he did, you know? So um, I think that's important to taking that step to healing. And I know for myself, that I used to think, oh, yeah, I'm ready for my next relationship. Girl, no, you wasn't. You was not ready. <laughs> like, you were not. Because, like, any man that came up to me, I'm like, mm-mm, no, 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 mm-mm, no. <laughs> so I just would not be with the shit, y'all. And so, but in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so open. And would not be open to anyone for years. And so when I finally got to the point where I realized you haven't let go, you may have let go of, like, you know, physically you've let go, but like internally and emotionally, you have not let go of this person. So once I did that and made the step to actually do that, um, I can say like, I, my heart has opened up to be receptive to somebody that actually was trying to like me or whatever. So that's all I'm trying to say is like, I think my best advice about being optimistic about the next relationship is just make sure you heal yourself first. And make sure you're yeah. truly healed because you don't want to go into that next relationship blaming him for whatever you experienced in this this one that you just let go of. So yeah. that would be my advice. But we'll see because I still ain't got no man. So um. <clears throat> Hey, you close to me, child. <laughs> I think you're doing good. <laughs> so if anybody else out there would like for us to answer one of their listener letters or uh, submit a question to us, please hit us up um, via email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com. Or slide in our DMs at IG on IG 
uh, all things melanin underscore underscore. So let's move into our last segment of the day, which is words of encouragement. So I'll read this Bible verse, then we'll give a little take on it. So this Bible verse comes from John 15, 1, and it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it'll be even more fruitful. Wow. So what this means to me is that we all have our, we all, we all are a working, a work in progress, right? We're not perfect. There's always some things that God has to like get off of us. Um, whether that be, I know for myself, it's like my attitude. Like sometimes I just be having a bad attitude for no reason. Um, impatient, uh, like when he's trying, like, for example, if he's trying to prune me in the patient realm, then I'm going to be hit with more and more tests of being patient. And so that's why that's one of the examples. It's like, once I conquer, you know, that, that skill, of course, of being more patient, then I would be more fruitful in my life when I'm showing those fruits of the spirit, like love, um, self-control, patience, all of that. Like once I get stronger in that, then, um, why let's just say why would we want to have something that's holding us back if I know my impatience or my my attitude or whatever is holding me back why would I still want to carry that with me so in a way it is it is a blessing that we go through these trials to test and to strengthen um our weaknesses because they that's what they are they are our weaknesses so that's what that means to me what does it mean to you I definitely would agree with you I think that's definitely what it means and when I think of it I think of it like this like I think that we have everything we need in us to be successful and to do what God has called us to do yeah like we have like we have everything like all of that fruit is in us whether that's ambitious that's ambitious that's wisdom that's the thoughts that's the work that's the will that's the common sense it's all of that right but I also feel that if we have everything in us that we need to do what we need to do we also have things in us that hinder that and I think and I said that to say that sometimes God strips us of all those things that we don't need as well so while God while God has placed in you your vision, your purpose, and all that stuff. God is also going to strip us of the things that do not serve us. And he's going to strip us of the things that hinder us. That can be people, that can be places, that can be things, and that can be, it can really be anything. And I always think about it like this, like when that's happening, because I kind of see, I see everything is growing pains really. But when that happens in different things like that, we have to trust what God is doing. You know what I mean? Because we Mm -hmm. have to remember that God, God, has gone before us so he already knows what's gonna happen he already knows what we're gonna do and he already knows what we're needing and I just for me that just means that we just have to trust that whatever God is removing for our life to let it go and that whatever God is planting even if we don't understand what that fruit is going to be used for and if we don't understand you know what God has called us to do to just that is one case Erica that we can go with the flow when it's with the Lord <laughs> yes we can go with the flow but that's what it means to me friends Yes. So why don't we pray on out uh, while since we're in the flow <laughs> of Jesus. <laughs> so bow your head and close your eyes. Um, we know you're not driving because you can't drive. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, bow your head. Dear God, we just want to thank you for blessing us with this day and every person under the sound of our voices. We ask that you would continue to cover them, continue to bless them, and we pray for a healing over the nation Lord, we know that you are in control of all things and we just pray that you show your power and show yourself strong and just have um 
the healing uh, overcome everybody who is struggling or dealing with this pandemic. We know that you will are the victory and that you'll you'll bring us out on top. And we just thank you for always protecting us and letting us see the light of each day. We thank you for um, your favor. We thank you for pruning us. We thank you for loving us so much that you want to work on us and that you know everything in our future. And we know that it'll be great. And we know that all things work together for our good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.